What's up, guys? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Today, I have an amazing person on the show. Um, he basically got me into starting even having the idea to do the podcast. Uh, published author, bestseller on Amazon, radio personality since early 2000s. You've seen him shit talking since the 90s. Yeah. I got Jude Angelini, aka Rude Jude on the show. Thanks for having me, Ange. Appreciate you. Happy Saturday. Yes, yes, Saturday. Yeah, I'm happy you made it. I was like, he's probably gonna be sleeping, and I'll have to reschedule. But no biggie. I was, uh, I was knocked out, and then I checked my thing. I was like, oh shit, I got something to do. I, I better stay <laughs> up. So here I am, up and at him. Uh, what were you at, Michigan? Yeah, where you at? Your favorite place, Vegas. <laughs> hey, Vegas, I ain't mad. So, I was reading your books and I know you were like, this is just like the worst place to ever be when, when you don't I've, know what to do. I've changed my mind. I think, I think Los Angeles is coming in. <laughs> Los Angeles, San Francisco and Portland are really, are, are really uh, take, taking your spot. So I just uh, speed, sped read your books in um, a day yesterday. Jesus Christ. But I, did, but I did out of order. So I did Hummingbird. Then I did yep. Finn. Okay. And then I'm actually halfway through Hyena on Amazon Kindle because I okay. couldn't. I was, I was like, well, why the fuck wouldn't I read the first one when it's like, I just read the ending of the last. Like, I got to know what the fuck happened in the beginning. So, yeah, that was, um, it was great. It was great insight because it's what crazy. What take out. from it? I took that. We're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, our mind state of growing up with like nothing, even though you definitely were a lot poorer than I was, but I, I grew up like with nothing. Just my whole family was completely insane. And um, yeah. I hated rich people. I hated fucking everyone that was doing better than me my whole life until I kind of worked on myself a little bit. And I've been been chipping off those things off my shoulder. Yeah, I always, I always equated to... Um... We used to hate the there. There's a group called Chaldeans, which are basically Christian Iraqis, and they took over all the liquor stores. And we hated the Chaldeans. We had we had a real contentious relationship between them because they were the liquor store owners, and we were trying to buy. We were always buying shit. They're trying to keep our change. We were shoplifting. It was just like we didn't like each other. And um, we sit there and talk shit, and they they get tax breaks and this that and the third. Well, I don't even know if they did, but they we just said they did. But then, like, as I got older, I'd be like, that motherfucker was at Christmas, Thanksgiving. Every time I went there, he was in the fucking store working, and then I'm sitting on the couch smoking a blunt, talking shit about him. You know, talking right. shit about his success, his success. And uh, a lot of times, it's just like. Some cats are working harder than you. Some cats are smarter than you. Some cats got better ideas than you. And you just you just have to accept that shit and do the best you you can. And and that that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to just do the best me. I know. I love the ending of Finn. Yeah. Because it was just like, it, it just is great to see the transition of your mental from the beginning to kind of now. Because if you read, if you look at the type of mentality that you had or like that I had, like, I just never thought I would get out of it. Like, I just thought that was life and that was normal to think that way. And like, fuck anybody that's 
trying to tell me to be better or that I'm angry or like whatever. It's like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And now that I'm, I mean, I'm 32 now. So I think my thirties is like when I started figuring out like, okay, I can't be this hot mess. I was my whole life because I'm putting all this shit on my family, my parents. And you know, like you can't blame people for like, you got dealt a shitty hand, but like you can, you, you do what you, with that hand, what you want, you know? And the other thing too, is it's all perspective. It's like, we got to de- dealt a shitty hand in America. Right. But like, as far, far as country. the world, as far as the world, I'm Trump tight. You know what I mean? Like I'm fucking, I, I got all the, like, I'm holding all the Trump cards. I'm doing pretty well. I'm poor in America. I'm not fucking, I'm not poor in Lebanon. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. We don't got bombs going off outside our windows. Yeah. Every day. That's why the I like poor to just people, the poor people in America are middle class in most other parts of the world that's not Western, you know, most parts of the world. Like yeah. flat I screen TVs, air conditioning, people got two cars and shit. Like we're we're doing pretty good. We got we, we need to step back and be a bit a bit more grateful for where we're at. Hell yeah. That's why I feel. That's why I feel like my life's getting better because I just became more grateful. Whereas growing up, I'm like, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have right. this out, you know what I mean? And now I'm like, bitch, like your life, yeah, you had like drug addicts and fucking, you had abuse and you had all this mental shit and whatever, you shouldn't have made it, you should have been a statistic, but like, you had it okay, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like the end of the world. And so once I kind of changed that perspective, I was like, my life just got a lot better because I wasn't holding on to shit. Yeah, totally. totally. So I want to start like, from the beginning because you grew up in uh michigan yeah and so i know you kept saying like um mile eight mile seven so you grew up is it like the same kind of area as i I grew up i grew up outside of detroit um like 20 miles detroit's detroit's uh metro detroit within a 50, 60 mile radius around there. It's all factory towns. It's peppered with factory towns. And I was, I was born in a, I was born in a factory town called Pontiac, 20 miles north of Detroit. And that was a, it was a GM town. So like my pops worked the line of GM and shit like that. And then, then he got carpal tunnel and whatever, no longer worked there. <coughs> Are you, do you still live in Detroit? Uh, I'm, I was in LA for 20 years and then I, I talk about it in Finn. I, I just kind of looked around and I kind of, I had lost my way. I'd left Michigan cause I never hated Michigan. I'm a Michigan dude. I never hated Michigan. And then, uh, I came to Los Angeles to get money and start a family. And all I did was just get money and accumulate things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because I was wondering why you went back to Michigan, because I know you bumped, you kind of bumped all over. But the way that I think about Michigan and the way you describe it, it just sounds like miserable. And I'm like, why did he make it back there? But is it just because it's home for you? Yeah, and it's a lot of dope shit, too. It's, it's like space, grass. There's fucking people got manners for the most part. Um Things have changed a bit because of uh, just generationally, people are different. Um, but it's 
there's a lot of like per capita, a lot of fucking awesome shit has come out of Michigan. So like, I don't know, maybe something in the water out here or, or something that makes it a special place. It's 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 Midwest, but it's not Midwest. It's the best way I could put it. It's like it's Midwest, but it's the most the least Midwest Midwestern state. Does Flint have clean water yet? Um, yeah, they they um, well, basically they. My understanding is they redid the pipes, but then it's up to the homeowners to to take care of their pipes going into their so the main pipes were corrected and then it's up to the homeowners to to fix the pipes going into their houses and i talked to my uncle who's like a hippie environmentalist dude and he was like yeah you just gotta like if you didn't fix your shit you just gotta run the water for for uh you know 30 40 seconds and then you're good to go but people are so fucking spooked that once again, yeah, and even that's a that, yeah, even that that that's interesting. Like they voted, they voted on that shit. They voted themselves into being fucked up. They weren't given the proper information, and they didn't give, they didn't do the proper research. Mm -hmm. But like, that wasn't we're gonna do the like that wasn't put on them. That was like oh we're gonna they voted for these officials and the officials thought that this would be a cheaper alternative and they didn't they didn't factor in corrosion and that's what really fucked up the water so even that is like a half truth when people are yelling about that shit that they're not all the way educated on it nor am i don't 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 get me wrong i'm not a flint water expert i'm i'm just telling you what i what i know right because from the outside you hear like the you know no one's helping them why the fuck do they have dirty water in the u.s like you know but we're fucking putting out billions of dollars or millions of dollars for these athletes contracts and all this stuff but we got people with bad water we got people that are homeless we got fucking world hunger. yeah but it's like the shit that kills me is like the people the people screaming the loudest are the people that are billionaires that could go in and fucking help change the infrastructure with their own money it's just right. it's like it's like they they love a platform but then when it comes to doing something about it they don't do shit so yeah. that's what i've been learning with my platform like i've been doing it a year and a half now and in the beginning i mean so i really just wanted to talk shit so i'm from jersey like atlantic city area and so i always listen to shade 45 because my boy <laughs> put me on it so um i just always listen to you at some point in the day and i was like this motherfucker don't give a fuck like he sounds like anybody from Jersey or New York, if you know them, he just right. like, you know what I mean? And it's crazy because you didn't grow up there. So I assumed that you grew up in New York, but like you just had, like you just had the, I don't give a fuck attitude, which is what most East coast people have. And when you come to like the West coast, people are not used to it at all. They think I'm like yelling. They think I'm angry. I'm like, I'm just talking like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, he just gets paid to like talk shit and have these people call in and tell their crazy ass stories. Like, this is awesome. I'm like, how can I do this? So yeah. I just like bring, I bring like the idea to my um, girl's fiance. He's got like a huge YouTube um, hip hop news uncensored uh, podcast. 
So he's like, yo, he's like, I was like, I want to get on the radio. Like, how do I, how do I do it? And he's like, you need to show your face first. Cause you know, like you're pretty, just do like a YouTube, you know, and go from there. And that's yeah. how I started it. And then I just started grinding, doing all those videos and shit. Um, and then it brought me to monetizing myself, but you were Good definitely, you. Nice, so. yeah. That's, I'm, I'm glad to be someone's inspiration. <laughs> and, and the thing is is like yeah talk shit but like as you know as you get into it it's like there's work involved there's it takes work to look like you're not working you know if you would have told me what i had to do to get to this point i would have never done it because i didn't know the work i'm like oh just throw on the mic and start talking shit and then i had to learn fucking editing final cut lights cameras fucking all this yeah. technology bullshit that i fucking hate that i never even knew i could learn because i thought i was like dumb on those areas yeah, yeah, yeah. Book smart, but like I was not like, you know. So it's been a lot, but I'm here. Thank you for being the inspo. When I first started, we were just talking shit. Me and my girls. I had like my butch lesbian friend at the time, and then like my two other girls, and we would just talk like sex talk, raunchy shit, whatever. And then it just started in and people asking me, like, hey, you want to interview my friend or something? And then I just started interviewing people for content, and then it just like kind of popped off from there. That's fucking so I, awesome. Yeah. I still keep taboo so that we can talk about sex and raunchy shit. Cause I'm like light and dark. I like to, now that I have light in me, I'm yeah, like, yeah. shit, you know, we could put both together. Cause I thought I just had to be dark. Right. right. Well, that's kind of the book too. It's just like, I'll hit you with some shit that'll hit you in the heart, but then I'll tell a story about me not being able to perform in a threesome or some shit like that. You really it's like the thick pills, huh? dick pills are a game changer like i like to do drugs and fuck and sometimes i'll be so high i can't keep my dick hard that's just that takes that right off the table like dick's good dick is fucking dick's ready to go and i'm high as hell i can enjoy my high and my dick is doing its own thing and i just smash well i didn't i don't know if any guys use dick pills when i fuck them i like i never asked but I met this one guy on <coughs> Tinder when yeah. out here, I joined Tinder. That was a horrible, lost like a year of my life to these fucking weirdos. So I meet him, we're at like the club. They're like shouting out his name on the fucking thing. Like he's some music producer or something. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, let's go home. Yeah. So on the way home, he's like, yo, let's stop at the sex store. I want to get like a dick pill. And I'm like, really like I never even saw people in Jersey do those so I'm like I'm not going to the sex sex store just go to 7-Eleven and get one of those little like whatever so yeah. he gets the pill we get upstairs I'm like naked about to sit on his face and he's like oh I don't eat pussy is a brother like, or some shit I was like what huh is it a black guy or yeah it was a black guy yeah and I was like school. yeah that's super old school because I ain't never had nobody say that and I was like, I, I was the only one that ate pussy back in the right. day. That was, that was my special power. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 44. So like nobody ate pussy. Like right. you're a bitch if you ate pussy. So I was it's like, well, fuck it. I'll eat pussy. I'll eat ass. I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, and then you had that one up. <laughs> yeah. I, I needed a special power. I wasn't bringing eight inches. So I was just like, <laughs> let me fucking, let me, let me eat the, eat the pussy. So anyway, keep going. Sorry. He, I just told him to get out because I was like, are you, are you kidding? Like, that's like, who doesn't eat pussy, you know? Right. 
And he's like, well, you can suck my dick. And I'm like, nah, don't work like that, bro. Like, you ain't fucking like. I don't need pussy, but you can suck my dick. <laughs> Great reasoning. Like, I'm not going to so pleasure I'm like, call you. your Uber. This is why I like going to people's houses, because then you could just dip off. But like, when yeah, they're at yeah. your house, now you got to kick them out and shit. Yeah. So I'm like, call your Uber. And he's like, it'll be here in like 13 minutes. I'm like, this was when Uber took one minute. I'm like, they're, right. they're, they're going to be here, bro. Just go. Yeah. I forgot that, like, I didn't know he took the dick pill. So I look in, in the trash can, it's like the dick pill. He had to go catch a flight. So I don't know if he was just hard as fuck on there. Just. That shit happened to me. I, I was, I, I ate a dick pill in ecstasy and I was supposed to fuck this girl. And then this shit happened. We ended up not fucking. And I flew home and like, I'm wearing like some khakis and every like little rub my dick is starting to get a little hard and i'm like what what is this and i'm not i'm i'm forgetting and then my homegirl got me uh a massage of a facial from like the most woke place ever that just hates males already so she's like bummed to see me and <laughs> she starts rubbing my face and as she's rubbing my face my dick's getting hard through the khakis and i had to think of like the most gruesome shit just to fucking <laughs> not fucking commit a sex crime in her eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, uh, fucking dead puppies and shit like that. Like, right. yeah, it was, it was the worst. Yeah, that's probably what he went through. He probably went home and jerked off. Yeah, I was like, oh, you gotta go. That's not, nope. Yeah, you gotta eat, you gotta eat the pussy. Yeah. Was that's why I look at it. And if you eat the pussy, you're down there, you might as well eat the ass for a minute. Ass is weird though, because there's like the pussy. There's a clit you can focus on. The ass is just a hole, you know. Like I, yeah, I just licked that for a while. Like, uh, yeah, but you I'm, know what? Yeah, and then you have to be careful because you can't eat ass and then eat pussy because then you get an infection. Yeah, or go rinse your mouth out. Like that's like it's just like you can't it can't go all together, and that's usually like yeah, and and yeah. you're just like oh you're okay, and then you're like fuck. You know this is gonna be fucked up. <laughs> yeah, this could be a problem. Yeah, I remember uh, while we're here. <laughs> I did that with uh, an ex of mine. It was right right before Vi Valentine's Day, and we didn't know shit. So we went pussy to ass, like fucking her in the pussy, to the ass, back to the pussy, and then we're both burning, and we're both we both think that we're cheating on each other, and it was just the worst Valentine's Day ever. That was in the book. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't even remember what's in the book and what's not. Like, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. And we're coming up on Valentine's Day, but Singles yeah. Awareness Day is eleven eleven for everybody. That's single. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody needs a fucking day. Jesus <laughs> Christ, awareness. Be aware of singles. Okay, all right. I'm aware hey, of y'all. It's just a day to fucking celebrate. But for but I did them for YouTube because that got me to keep creating content. Because YouTube, you're trying to like break this algorithm. Yeah, so I feel you. Put out a video hey. a day. I'm like, how? I'm fucking, how am I going to edit and do all my, like, stop? So I was like, Look, hey, happy Singles Awareness Day. And you got, you got something to talk about. So there you go. Hey, it's on the calendar. 2022 calendar, guys. It's a lot of shit on the Purchase. calendar. I don't fucking participate in. On my calendar. <laughs> oh, it's on your calendar. There you I'm going to send you one. You're going to have right, to bet. look at it. <laughs> you do Flag Day too, or is that, nah? You, no, uh, that's not in there. No, just sing. My birthday's in there now. All right, there you go. When's your birthday? November. What's that, Scorpio or, or Sag. Sag? Go ahead. Sag. What are you? Hey, Libra. Libra. 
I had yeah. a really toxic, great Libra dick. There you go. That's that was, what we. I think that was like my first drug dealer. There you go. Yeah. Lib- Libras are uh, Libras are good good for sex. Everybody <laughs> thinks that like it's the Scorpios that are the freaks, but Libras are the real freaks. You don't give a fuck. Scorpios are like mentally unstable though. So, like they scare me because I'm like, don't be obsessed. Like. <laughs> yeah. Lib- for me, it's the opposite. They're like, oh, don't be blowing me up. I'm like, you got to worry about me calling you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Jenny Jones, I feel like I've definitely, like, I know this was on my TV, but I was probably so young, I didn't even remember it. Because I was like, I remember Ricky Lake. I remember Mari. Yeah. I don't know about how much Jenny Jones I saw, but at what? how did you get on Jenny Jones in the first place? Did you, like, just go there as a... Um. I had two friends. I sent them before and after pictures. One got picked, the other didn't. So she didn't want to go by herself. And uh, I was just like, say that I made fun of you and we'll go together. I had been on probation for a really long time. I've been able to leave the state, really didn't have money to go anywhere. So they flew me to Chicago and it was just, it was, it changed my life. Like I went from just being a window cleaner window washer wash windows and uh next thing i know i went on there and it was crazy it was like it was like me versus the audience it was a black chick too so it was just like the south side and the west side were really gunning for me and uh i just i just cooked them like they didn't they didn't stand a chance like i was I was raised making fun of each other. We were making fun of each other right. all the fucking time and at work, at the house, all of that shit. All we did was blaze on each other. So like these guys were nothing compared to my buddies. So I just fucking roasted them. And <laughs> it got to the point where like the audience liked me. They're like, God damn, this motherfucker's out of shit. And then they're like, hey, he's cool. And so they just started sending guests at me that I didn't even, I'm like, why are the guests yelling at me? I was like, well, fuck it. We can do that shit too. And next thing I know, I'm fucking, I'd end up doing 80 shows over five years. So Jenny Jones. I see like your little little devil on the shoulder. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And like in, in, uh, I don't know how far you are into hyena, but like, it was really it, it was really humbling because I would go do Jenny Jones, sign autographs and shit, and then go back to uh, like I was I remember I was a pole I, I wiped down poles at a strip club and like I'd be on I'd be on the television and all these dope dealers would be making fun of me because I was the only white motherfucker there. They were like, hey, vanilla ice or whatever the fuck. And like, I look up and I'd be on television while I'm wiping poles. And I'd be like, man, can you please turn that? And it was this uh, this Arab cat. And he was like, fuck you, I'm not doing shit, da, da, da. And, I was, and then finally I just got mad and walked out and got a job at, got a job at the gay bar, fucking giving out, working in the bathroom. And- uh, Giving out my, condoms? Condoms, cigarettes, gum. Yeah. And- uh, my girl was a go-go dancer upstairs and I was downstairs fucking and, and you can't let them know if you're gay or straight. They're like, you got it. Do you got a man? I'll be like, I got a special someone. And then, uh, 
I, th- I thought you'd just be like, fuck no, I'm not gay. I'm just here for the money. <laughs> then you don't get any money. You tell them, I'm not gay. I'm here for the money. They're like, fuck you, dude. Like, fuck you. Like, they're giving you money because they think they got. I remember seeing a gay motherfucker. I'm a really bad faker. That, yeah, that one, that one is, uh, that one was just um, fucking uh, lie by omission type shit. Like, mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, I just got someone. I remember this one gay dude that used to fucking cake me up. He saw me out with my girl and you could, his heart broke. He was like, you're straight. I'm like, yeah, dog, I'm straight. And he's just like, he just felt so betrayed. And the <laughs> hips just got cut off from there. I was just like, all right, man, whatever. He could have said bye. He could have been like, no, oh, I'm just like, you know, that would have saved it. But I don't lie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm a bad liar too. Like I'm, I'm, I just don't lie. I'm like, fuck that shit. No, I'm straight, bro. It's either like silent or don't lie. Yep. I'm like, I'll either not say shit or, uh, yeah, if you're talking shit and I don't say anything, that doesn't mean I don't have an opinion. It just means I don't feel like fucking arguing or having you know my fucking opinion. Word. Yeah. So for growing up, did you know Eminem back Eminem used to watch me on Jenny Jones and then I met him and he was really cool to me and then he threw me in a song and it was just like it was really I was actually at the gay bar when I found out they're like yo M put you in a song I'm like what like this guy's like top of the world and he put me in a song I'm sitting here in like the basement of a of a gay bar you know (laughs) selling selling parliament uh and uh and they just gave me like a little boost to keep going and move out to los angeles and in the book i talk a lot of shit and uh the portrait of my father big big and just it's it's a fair portrait but like he's got some negative shit he always loved me but he was the one that really showed me that you could take a chance he moved out to la and i kind of followed in his footsteps and yeah. so shout out to him r.i.p shout out to him i know you kept saying uh we're all doing the best we can yeah we yeah. are yeah and like he fun. got he got his 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 mother dressed him up like a girl and then he got beat as a toddler and like the fact that he wasn't a serial killer is like i, I feel like hey that's pretty good man you did pretty you did all right for the childhood that you had like you should have been murdering people and having them in your back in your trunk but you didn't so that's a win uh shout out to my cousin's book trunk space there you go <laughs> not you would not you would like that it's like it reminds me of yours right, a lot of <laughs> um yeah so i've been saying that too because i've been learning like like i said letting go of like expectations on other people and like your parents like they're they're not fucking god they're your parents like yeah you know, like they're, they're doing the best they can. And like my parents came from fucking traumatic ass backgrounds, crazy, like, you know, shit. And I'm like, I'm like you, like, I'm happy that I ended up this normal, you know, yeah. and that's why I'm trying to break that generational trauma pattern. Cause that shit's real. Like people are still in it, you know, and only take, you can only get out if you try to get out. Like I had to really place myself and be like, I don't want to be like these motherfuckers for the rest of my life. I have to like do something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I remember like screaming on my ex chick and like fucking being violent, not towards her, but like in the house. 
and I'm thinking I'm doing good because it's like I'm not hitting you or roughing you up like my dad did, but like she's not from that. She was like middle class fucking. She was like some middle class Mexican chick. Like what what what's going on here? Like she, she was she was totally shook by the shit and uh, rightfully so. And in my brain, I'm doing good, and her brain, I'm fucking violent and unhinged. And I had to take a step back and be like, okay, I guess you shouldn't be screaming on people like that and and handle no, yourself a bit better. The one swinging on people. And then I was like, oh, people can swing back. <laughs> oh. oh, I might get punched back in the face. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Calm down over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just see people for who they are. I think that's important. Like, don't put expectation on anybody. Like, doesn't matter if they're your brother, sister, girlfriend, whatever, like we're all just trying to do the best we can with what yeah. we were doing and what we are going into. And I'm, I feel so grateful to even be here because most of the people that I even know or grew up with or my family will never be in this position, you know? And that's why it's like, I'm glad I can try and help them. The ones that I do, yeah, totally. them, which is like three, <laughs> but that's you know, I want to help them. <laughs> it's kind of, that's where I'm at too. I'm at, I'm at about three. You know, <laughs> so how do you get on the radio show because you said how you moved I, to LA now I moved to LA and that was, I was, was doing when you started on the radio yeah I started on oh like yeah basically oh five it started late oh four and um I got to LA right before 9-11 happened and it was just the humor in the late 90s was really was just out cold I fit right in like I was doing I was like right on par with everybody else and then as soon as 9-11 happened they got away from all of that humor and everybody's everybody was all hurt and they needed something softer and all of my job opportunities just disappeared and I end up fucking kind of like I did I was contracted for Jenny Jones, so I got a bit of money, and then they got fired, and then I, Jenny got fired. Then I ended up just washing dishes. I was a dishwasher. My homeboy hit me up, was like, "I can't get my buddy on Eminem's new radio show. This is bullshit." I was like, "Well, fuck, man, get me on the fucking radio show. Like, I'll give you some money. Get me on the radio show." He gave me he gave me the fucking uh, Paul Rosenberg's email. I emailed him some ideas. They flew me to New York to try me out. They said, we're gonna throw you to the dogs. It was like Big Pussy from The Sopranos and a bunch of other Italian character actors had a show. And they're like, here you go, get ready for the dogs. And I looked at them, I'm like, this, like, this is Sunday fucking dinner. So like, I just went in there and just did my fucking thing and then got the job. Like, throw me to the dogs, I am a dog, let's go. And that's how I got on. Nice. Yeah. And, and so I was, ever I, since Shade 45? Yeah. yeah, I've been doing it. And the other thing, too, was like I was one of the few people that were, weren't didn't know, weren't personal friends with them that got a job. So I really was trying hard. I had, I was the only one that like really moved across the country and didn't know anybody and just wasn't part of that clique. So I really grinded i didn't take it as like a friend hooking me up i took it as a, a job opportunity and really right. outworked, you know, and yeah. yeah outworked and out hustled a lot of cats so 
So we got the all out show. Yeah. You made that name? No, I think that name's gay as hell. Um, <laughs> I think Rude Jude's gay too, but like I, I, I didn't name myself Rude Jude and I didn't name the all out show. Sometimes you're given shit and you just got to do the best you can with what you're given. Right. Yeah. The all out show. Yeah. Okay. So you were in New York at one point doing it? Yeah, That's I was in New York. You said like it was kind of depressing there because um, you felt disconnected to nature. I felt disconnected to people. There's so many people that because that um, you just don't exist after a while. You know, there's so many people um, to get scientific, like the front of your brain. That's how many like, your frontal cortex can only process a certain amount of people. And then once you get over 100, everybody else becomes an abstraction. So it's just like they're not even people to you. So you're walking through New York and they don't even like like they're just things you know what I mean so um it was crazy to feel so alone yet surrounded by so many people and it was it was really it was it was a dark time for me and uh you know the show wasn't going the way I thought it was supposed to be going um I felt like I was the only one trying and uh I, I was really I was mad and uh I came to terms with it. It's been almost 20 years. So like, I'm just dealing with it now. Okay. So is it better now? Like, or are you still it's, dealing it's, with it? It's not better. It's just, I just handle it differently. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking yelling at people all the fucking time, you know? Right. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. And, uh, whew, it's sometimes it's a struggle. Yes. Yeah, like shit doesn't get better. It's just your reaction to shit can change, you know? Yeah. And then through that, maybe it'll get better. But like, if you're just fucking screaming on everybody, like that was 20 years ago and, and damn near 20 years ago. And I'm still dogged by that fucking, by the, they look at me like that same dude. I'm like, come on, man. Like I was fucking. Like Wait, we were all 20, crazy. In that yeah. I was like a 26 year old kid. You know, like, yeah with something to prove in the inferiority complex in corporate yeah, like America. Now you just don't, once you get older, you just don't give a fuck. I mean, I never really gave a fuck, but like, I really just don't care. And like, it's, it's a different kind of not giving a fuck. The yeah. not give a fuck, I'll burn it down, not give a fuck. Now it's just right, like, not like I don't give a fuck. You're not going to fuck up my piece today. Fuck you. Yeah, Akuna Matata, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that you said the same thing. You felt um, like you were around a bunch of people, but you still felt alone in Vegas. Yeah, I said that too. So I know you had depression like your whole life, but yeah, do, do you know like what age that it did it start? As far as I can remember, you know, like as far as I can remember that uh, it's always I've always been waiting for that other foot to drop. Just you know, when you're when you're raised in a certain way, when you're used to like bad shit happening, you're always waiting for the bad shit to fucking happen. Um. And I talk about it in my book a bit, like I, I had I had trust issues with women and then I expected them to make me feel better and then resented them when they didn't. And it was just like, nobody's gonna make you feel better. You have to accept the way you feel and they can, and, and you can have somebody participate in your life with you and like, Add to it, yeah. Yeah, add add to it, but they're not gonna lift you up like, oh, look, 
I feel so much better now that we're together. It's just like, just like no, it's, that doesn't work that way. They don't erase your depression, you know? Right. Yeah. So do you feel like you've changed your perspective now? Because I know. Yeah. I, like, look, man. If anybody alone, because I know in your book and stuff, you said that you didn't like being alone, and that's why you obviously did everything to kind of like get away from it. So I, didn't I know still don't like being alone. I'm a social person. Like I when when I have, I need to like talk out my feelings, talk out my ideas. So it helps for me to have some a friend or somebody to talk to. And like that when the COVID shit hit, like like the ice like. Yeah. isolating someone like me was just like fuck dude like this is really bad for me like this is i'd rather get covid seven times in a row than be stuck in the fucking crib like fuck, like not being able to be around people it was, it was yeah well bad. that's what you said it was like i mean for people with mental health issues it was the worst fucking thing because that was why there were so many suicides so many fucking like everyone's just getting worse and everyone's going crazy because like people really don't know how to sit with themselves but like when you have issues like you have to do things to make you feel happier you know what i mean like we couldn't go outside we weren't getting like sun we weren't like it was a bunch of shit yeah, you know what I mean? yeah all stacked on top of each other and then yeah and then the government telling and that's another thing i don't i don't like to be told what to do and now the government is telling me what to do and i have to be like i have to like go along with that shit i was just right. like this is fucking i can't I fucking can't like it. Hit yeah, I never liked like, the government, so <laughs> it, hit, it hit me in like forty we different ways. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, we just lift, lifted the mask mandate in Vegas, though. It's no longer. They did it right before Super Bowl. I'm like, y'all are smart. <laughs> it's all business, dude. Like, it's all fucking business. It's fucking bullshit. Oh, oh, Super Bowl's coming along. Hey, no mask mandate. Imagine that. <laughs> it, and, and you know what the crazy thing they might spike the fucking cases and say that they're, we got to put the masks back on right after the fucking super bowl you never fucking know it's gonna be like their fucking ouija board i mean squeegee what was that a dry erase ouija, board yeah. oh yeah <laughs> not a ouija <laughs> they're like pimps they like build you up break you down build you up break you down oh you can do this bitch why are you doing that like no reason to yeah. this shit people are going like, nothing that's why oh uh, yeah, it's fucking, yeah, it's crazy. I just take it day by day. That's a good way to do it. It's a good way to fucking do it. I was in the, I was in the emergency room. I, I've been dealing with insomnia. So like I, I take like some fucking like ungodly trio of drugs just so I could fucking stay asleep. Um, I'm actually going to rehab. I've been doing, I like I've, I've been dealing with the, I've been dealing with the insomnia for like a year like really bad insomnia okay. and then um i've figured out different types of drugs but um i i did too much of one end up sleepwalking crack my like busted my skull end up having to get stitches in my skull and my legs and fucking black eye the whole nine and i'm in the i'm in i'm in the emergency room waiting waiting to get a, a brain scan because they do that for any head injuries and uh most of the people in there were in there for psychiatric reasons. Like they had just gone crazy. Like most of the people in there had just gone nuts and, and the, the shit was packed. I, like I didn't even have a room. I was just sitting on a gurney in the hallway and I 
so I could hear everybody's problems. And it was everybody around me. It was all fucking mental. It was all mental. Like one person had a heart condition. Everybody else it was just like mental shit. Them going nuts. So I'm seeing like that's anecdotal, but like I, I think it's really happening. So there you go. Have you tried CBD yet? That does nothing for me. What'd you <laughs> take? I've taken like five different types of CBDs. Like I don't know, like, like tinctures or like tinctures, edibles, all of that shit. Yeah. Tongue and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just not working. Well, it, you know, because well, CBD is really good for um, neuro. I think I'm. So I'm. If you I'm, like I'm, feel it, you should probably incorporate it if if that's something that. Maybe that's once I your brain. Well, once I kicked the problem was was I was doing benzos and like it got to the point where I'm doing so many benzos for them to work that like CBD is nothing. Like it's just right. It's it's well, yeah, during all the drugs you've done. So when did like when did you start doing like because you were doing fucking PCP ketamine? Is that like stuff you find easily? Like I never heard of that shit back home. You know. Is that shit just common in where you were grew up? Ketamine was a party drug. PCP was more for like, like people that did graffiti and shit like that. And um, that's a psychedelic. No, there are disassociatives, and I couldn't find the ketamine, so that's why I went to PCP. Like I couldn't get ketamine, so I I copped the PCP and then end up overdosing on that shit and got real dumb for like a year. I had to like retrain my brain. Hmm. That's how I'm I feel acid. No shit. Yeah. yeah I, I well, I never did like any psychedelics. I just smoked weed, like ecstasy, Molly. But like that was it. So I, my fucking girls bring acid from Jersey, and they're like, "Yeah, it's uh, like we know the guy that does it." And I'm like watching How to Have a Good Trip on Netflix because I'm scared. I'm like, I've seen people like go crazy, and I'm like, I don't want to get stuck. So I get take a tab, and I didn't feel it. And then like an hour and a half later, I still don't feel it. So I take another tab, and that was you know, then it just went from there, but it wasn't even like a really, it was like a, a, a weird trip. I didn't like how it made me felt, made me feel geeked out. Yeah. But, um, it was like, the sky was beautiful. Like the, everything looked amazing. Like I saw the world for like what it was. And I was like, wow, I wish I could see it like this all the time, but like yeah. I came back and they told me my trip was going to last like Molly. They're like, you'll be good in four or five hours. You could sleep, wake up, go to work. I'm like, all right, I wake up. I'm still tripping. The mountains are moving in Vegas and trying to get to work. Like <laughs> no shit. And I felt so dumb for like literally at least six months after that. I believe it. And I've done like a lot thing. of shit, like, you know, and I've still been smart, but like after that, I've literally felt like I couldn't even remember. I couldn't like even talk as fast. Yeah, it's funny how different drugs affect different people's brains. Like we're all different. Yeah, so I, I'm not doing that again, but I do like microdosing. Mm. See, that's my jam is like tripping. Like I like to leave this world. Everything I like to do is like getting like getting the fuck out of where I'm at. Um, unfortunately for me, I've done it so much that it just doesn't even work anymore. But the toad lick experience? Oh, uh, yeah, that's where they shaved the toad back. Yeah, that was that was sir. That was otherworldly right like it just do you think that, that was, like opened up it was that like a point for you that it your mind opened up more yeah all that 
Yeah, and look, every every one of my books has been on the back of fucking um, some type of drug, taking some type of drug, usually ketamine or uh, psychedelic or some shit like that. It's been on the back of that and pushed me through. So I, I find I, I usually grow off of that shit, even if they're bad trips. Why is it a bad trip? It's usually something you don't like about yourself. Why don't you like that about yourself? Then change it, that type of shit. Yeah, I mean, I think the psychedelics are, well, they're proven anyway to help people like in their brains as well. Because they used to use LSD for schizophrenic people back in like the 70s. No shit. Yeah. (laughs) You do so much, you can be that. That's fucking crazy. Um. What do you think? All right. So, so far, how many people do you think you interviewed? It's been like 20 years, you said? Yeah. I couldn't even. Who, do you have a favorite interview you've done? Or top three? I really like Scarface. There was, there was a uh, Smokey Robinson. Um, and then Burt Bacharach was really interesting because Burt Bacharach is this old white dude that wrote songs for Dionne Warwick and a bunch of people that were covered by all these different artists. So uh, a lot of soul artists covered Burt Bacharach songs. So we would play the soul artist song and then the sample that rappers used of it for him. Like, yo, this is your song. And then this is what the rappers did with it. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> man, that's really, that's really far out. That's really great, man. Uh, you know, like he's like some old fucking, <laughs> He's like in his eighties, like, whoa, that's, that's amazing. So that was, that was kind of cool to just, I, I like the idea, like, I like the idea of people being inspired by other shit and doing shit like this whole, like, I created this, this is ours. You can't have it. You can't participate in this. You stole this. It's like, there's no stealing. It's just like, it's like you're influenced and then you if you're good you take you take that influence and then you add something to it and you build something different and and shoot it off in a different direction like like that that's what that that was like the beauty of culture and now we're at a point where it's like you can't do that that was our idea it's just like get the fuck out of here dog like i just i just hate the new um songs that they be fucking up the old beats i'm like damn you just disrespected this beat like <laughs> the thing is is and but the thing is is like they weren't around for it to even and that look look that's i'm i bet you that's how a lot of motherfuckers are listening to old r&b felt about like rappers like what the fuck did you do to that manhattan song like what the <laughs> fuck like for real dog like you you did isaac hayes like that like that song was the shit now now you got somebody rapping about fucking killing somebody over it like what the fuck so i just i i don't fuck with it but i try not to judge too harshly because if i was born in that same time i'd probably be listening to the same fucking shit you know yeah i just well when people hit me up and they're like oh that's what i got caught a 40 year old woman going through menopause the other day because this guy hit me like yo love the show. Da-da. I'm like, Oh, thanks, man. You know? And like, I already knew, like, I had this feeling he was going to ask me to come on the show. Cause that's like when rappers hit me in the DM, that's usually what happens. And so I'm like, right. you know, he's like, Oh, when can I come on? And I, I just hate when people are like, when can I come on? Or like, when can I book? Or like, you ready for me? Like, I'm like, how do you approach people like that? <laughs> they, 
they start with the as soon as they start with a compliment i'm just uh, like oh here comes the ask right what, what, what and are you i'm like <sighs> he's like uh you know what can i go on i'm like i'm like oh i checked out your your music i don't fuck with it but keep grinding you know take care and uh he's like damn you ain't have to do me like that i guess 40 year old women go through menopause don't like rap nowadays <laughs> i'm like damn bro <laughs> You angry. You're like, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's I'm a 40-year-old woman that doesn't like your rap. That's, you nailed it. <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's like back in the day, rap wasn't made for fucking 12-year-old white girls. Now it is. So like I'm they're trying to get everybody. It's it's pop music now. Yeah. So like they're trying yeah. to incorporate Commercial. everybody in. Lowrider was one of the first ones with that. <laughs> I don't even know low. Which one was Lowrider? Flowrider. Oh, Flowrider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was one of like the first commercial rappers I saw, and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't fuck with it. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got to, I got to watch that the Laffy Taffy shit, and I was just like, oh man, like really, like this is where we're going. And there was always like wacky, gimmicky rap, but there was also like Rock M Follow the Leader was a fucking single. And you would never see a single like that in rap now. Well, that's why everyone likes the pill mix. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just play the shit I want to play. They're right. like, why Why don't you play out? I'm like, because nobody would fucking dance to my foot. Nobody would like come and listen to me play like regional fucking rap, rap songs. <laughs> they they, they want to go to the club and dance to fucking Lil Such and Such. Megan, get the Megan knees. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even like, I don't even know. I, I haven't gone out in forever. And then when I did go out, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Going <laughs> Why on? am I here? Yeah. Um, did, was there anyone you enjoyed pissing off the most? Because I uh, heard the Mayweather interview and then I was just thinking like, is there anyone that you really enjoyed just like telling the truth to that got pissed off at you? Honestly, I don't enjoy, like, I'm good at confrontation. I just don't enjoy this shit. Like, I don't want, like, I could do a show where I'm arguing with people all the fucking time, and it could probably be way more popular because people want to see, people want to see car wrecks. But, like, when I got, you guys can go check out the Mayweather shit, and keep in mind this was, like, seven or eight years before he fought Manny Pacquiao. And, um... I was saying he was ducking. I said it in passing. He was listening. He called up to check me. And I was putting in a very precarious situation because he was cool with the bosses. So it was basically the help was getting out of line. Me, I'm the help. And I'm getting out of line. And he's here to check me. And it's just like, all right, if I bow down on my own show, I've lost my show. And if I go too far, I've on him, I've lost my show. So I got to walk this tightrope of that. And that was me being fair to him. That wasn't even me going in on him. So I had to walk this tightrope of um, sticking up for myself, pointing out his weaknesses and going on. And I actually left that day feeling like shit. Like I wasn't like, yeah, I killed that. I was like, man, I did not want to. It was like a Monday. I was hungover off of doing too many bikes and shit. I was just like, what a shitty day. And the next thing I know, I almost got fired. They called me up. They're like, we're deciding whether to keep you or not. I'm like, 
keep me like off like he doesn't even work for the station yeah but he's cool with 50 cent i'm like jesus christ and 50 was on on shade at the time and the number one dude so it was just so did no, they I, like what they say to you they're like what the fuck was that do you know how many fucking fires we got to put out now like you don't talk like that to those people like that type of shit they gave me a brow beating i got it from like three different people above me and by the third one and that that actually helped me push me to start writing more because i was like i need to i need some backup plans because like if i do if i do something well and i'm still getting yelled at it's a problem and they buried that shit they never they didn't play it again for years on shade 45 until him 50 fell out and they buried it on Sirius too. Like that could have been like a huge moment for Sirius and they buried it because mm. um, of M's relationship with 50. So yeah, that was, that was, that was a real moment. That was like a moment of clarity of like, yo, it doesn't matter how good you do. It's just like who you piss off and who you right. don't piss off. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh, and shout out to John. Yes. John is my producer. If anybody listens to the show that doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> did he connect us? Did he tell you? Keenan did. So shout out to Keenan. Oh, shout out Keenan. Man, that was like a minute ago when I asked him. Was it? Well, yeah, I don't or no, wait, no, Maybe John did connect me. Oh, yeah. Because John was like, oh, she's pretty hot, man. You should do it. And I'm like... <laughs> Bro, I don't care if she looks like a fucking toe. Like, I, I, if she's got some listeners, I'll fucking, I'll talk. Shit, I did a, I did a podcast last night with, with some guys with no listeners. Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to get the book out there. If me talking to you for an hour can sell a couple, can sell a few, a few books and get, get my voice out there to people that have, have never heard of me, then it's worth it. Go buy the book, guys. Books. Yep. Finn. Hyena, hummingbird, it's it's some real shit. It's a uh, the short stories are easy to read and they talk right. the, like you're not gonna you keep reading them. You know, it's not like yeah. oh god, I'm drained. I read a chapter. I'm drained. It was forty pages. Like yeah, you know, it's like and it's interesting. Yeah, and it's uh, I feel like it. I I have a unique platform where I can like be the voice of the unheard. So like people that are like, yeah, I went through that, or yeah, I feel like that, or yeah. yeah Did you that, ever write that, when you were little or only when you got older? I, I journaled and shit like that. And it's funny looking back at my journals and it's I'm the same person I was, you know, like just depressed and all, like the same shit, like going through the same things, but just in a different way. It's, it's crazy. Okay, so what are you doing like to try not be depressed? Are you doing uh? I'm going, I'm, I'm checking into rehab. So by the time this airs, I'll probably be in rehab. So, really? Yeah. I got to, I, I, I need benzos to go to sleep and by like 10 or 11, I'm withdrawing from benzos to where I'm trembling and shit like that. So that can't continue on. How long are you going for? You know, I'd like just I, I, two weeks is probably my fucking that's that's my max. Like, I don't see myself being in there any longer than that. 
So have, wait, have you been sober for, I know you were sober at one point in your book for a little bit. I don't know which book. I don't want to be like, that's the thing. Like, and I know you don't like the word like sober, but I'm saying like, you want to be not on pills. Yeah. Like, I don't like, I've always had something, some type of thing that to go to, to escape to like GHB is my jam. I can't fucking find the shit out here. It fucking sucks. Right. Yeah, but it's not I, like it's it's cost like, effective. Cost effectively, it's not a date rape drug. It's <laughs> rehypnol is rehypnol is the date rape drug. Roof, that's where roofies come from. GHB, like you can get date raped off of that shit, but yeah, like uh, to an extent, but, like, unless you drink Yeah, if you drink little bits, you just get nice. You just you're feeling really wavy, and I fucking hate that I can't find that shit. Like that's the one thing I like to do. Like, I don't like drinking. I don't like, there's all the shit I don't like to do. The one thing I like to do, I can't do it. Like, so I don't know. So I'm going to rehab and I don't plan on being sober, but I do need to fucking stop the, stop the benzo intake. So we'll see. So we just need to find other ways for you to sleep. And yeah. I did some shit where they hooked some stuff up to your brain and retrain your brain, fucking your neural pathways and shit like that. And that seemed to help, but it's just getting down is hard. So well, once I, once I get down, I can stay down now before I was waking up once an hour. <clears throat> if you ever need to talk, I'm here. Just saying. I'd be like, hey, Ange, I don't know what I'm fucking going crazy about, but I'm going crazy. So uh, there it is. Help me, help me, and Sometimes you just need to talk to somebody. I mean, I feel like because yeah. I I know like when you grow up like without shit and in like trauma, it's like yeah. you don't realize how it carries into your adulthood. But also like you had, I know you had your sister, and you had like family that you know you were you still had the family kind of, and so I always kind of grew up by myself, right? You know, and in that stuff. So then I kind of was just like even more. Um, like off guarded. Yeah. You know, but um yeah. I I'm high and I forgot what you just said that made me trigger that. Sorry. <laughs> the well to your point, the thing is is like I can't even talk to my sister because she judges me. You know what I mean? Like she's judgmental and worries and all of that shit. So I can't even like be all the way. She's like, you can talk to me. I'm like, no, I can't. You'll fucking yell at me and like like I don't feel like <laughs> Oh, I was saying, because talking to people oh, sometimes yeah. makes you feel better. Yeah, because like I didn't really have much, like people to talk to. And I was always just thought I was supposed to keep all this shit inside and be like this badass bitch and not give a fuck and be cold as fuck. And then so now that I like talk to people, I'm like, oh, this feels cool, you know? Like, yeah, and I appreciate my They're like my family. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's good. To, it's good to find. And like, that's kind of what I've, I've, I've had a few people like just hang out with me and they're worried about me, but they don't fucking project their worry on me and we're able to just hang out and kick it and and just chill which is good for me and good and i think they enjoy it as well so there it is (laughs) there it is there it fucking is yeah all right well i'm sending you good vibes and get an journey if you want to stay in you know a month let me know um yeah they're probably i don't like i like i really just want two weeks because i can't like that's the thing like 
you you're doing you're doing the podcast. It's like I gotta I gotta perform daily. You know what I mean? So when I'm gone for two weeks, that's like a fucking lifetime to the listeners. They're like, where the fuck is he? Yeah, but people understand though. You know, they will understand if you tell them. Yeah, we all need time for ourselves, and like regardless of like being in the fucking media and shit you know, people have expectations on you that they don't even have. They feel obligated to you and your time and your fucking energy. And it's like, bro, I'm not your fucking, I don't, I'm not, owe you shit, you know? Yeah. I'm not like this dancing monkey that never stops <laughs> dancing for right. your fucking amusement. Like, I don't have like, to interview every day. I don't have to do shit. Yeah. Like, you like me. I don't, I didn't seek you out. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing they don't understand too is like, yo, bro, it's like, you think it's just the fucking, like, I'm answering fucking emails. I'm answering Instagrams. Uh, half the Instagrams, I don't. The DMs, I don't even see because I'm being flooded. Like I'm finding shit to post. It's just, it's like I one thing after. The of 2020. What's that? I DM'd you the first month I started the show, or the first month I aired my show. It was May of 2020 when you answered me on IG. I saw it. I was like, see, never know, guys. <laughs> yeah, like that was. Yeah, and when I saw when I finally saw it, like it was two years later, I was like, "Oh shit, there you go!" Like, you never know. Yeah, and you're like a hot chick. I ought to hit you back just because. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking, my own PR, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a shallow fucking dude, and I was in LA at the time. Like, uh, maybe I could fuck. Like that would have been in my brain. Like, uh, maybe I could fuck. Let me hit her ass back. So it's uh yeah, that that was definitely that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, and I like your thing of how you said uh, it takes a long time to melt an iceberg. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. I like just I like that. It change change is slow as long as you're changing. You were saying, you know, looking back twenty years, like, did you change? And it's like if you haven't changed in twenty years, then you really need to look at yourself. Like, you shouldn't be the same person you were twenty years ago. You. There needs to be some growth there. If there's not, you're you're not doing enough self-reflection. Right. And really being hard on you gotta be a little harder on yourself. It's it's the it's the it's the nice mixture of being hard on yourself and being kind to yourself at the same time. Self checks yes. and self respect. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Just made that up. All right. So you've had a lot of sex in your life. You yeah. feel like um do you ever feel like you're desensitized to sex now or do you feel like you can still have that like intimate connection when you meet someone because i know you still want your family life and then your book you yeah. want to work on yourself and then you want but you still want that for yourself so how do you like look at love and stuff i i'm a romantic i'm still a romantic even though like i'm a i'm i'm a slutty romantic you know what i mean pretty woman gets me like to this fucking day <laughs> And I don't, I don't relate as the Richard Gere character. I relate to Julia Roberts, the one that's out there fucking hoeing. Like, so, um, yeah, just have someone see me for me and accept me and, and, uh, go from there. So, yeah, I, if anything, I think that I'm more mature when it comes to expectations out of a partner and stuff like that before yeah. I would I would put them on a pedestal and hold them to these really high standards so that I that they could it would be impossible for them to to meet 
so that I wouldn't have to become too intimate with them. I could cut them off because no, they didn't meet those standards and and dump them. And now I don't do that anymore. Or I do it less. <laughs> Learning, growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Like are these are these high standards for them or for you to walk away? Like which one is it? Like people are human. You're not allowing people to be human. I don't know. I feel like, I think like love sounds great and stuff, but like, I feel like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm not like an emotional person. So I've been trying to like learn it a little bit better, get empathy for people. But like, as far as relationships, I don't know. I just never felt like I loved anybody in my life yet. Well, maybe you will. Hopefully, hopefully you'll find somebody that, that can be your running mate and that you develop love with. I know, but I feel like that would like break my peace more than make me happy. You know? That's just fear talking. You think? Yeah. Because you can always get your peace back if it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? Like, you can always go back to that. True. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm what, just, I just, what, you're, you're so off. fragile. You're so fragile that like, you're going to like give yourself to somebody, they're going to break you and you're just shattered forever. Like, no, I it's just that. like, I just I don't I've see that in you. I've been single so long that I feel like, I don't know if I could be in a relationship again. Cause I just feel like I like my, you know, I love being by myself. Like I'm just used to it. Oh, there you go. You know? Yeah. I know. Like even like, I think I'm like way into partners having separate rooms and shit. Like <laughs> we don't need to sleep together in the same bed. Like we can, I'll see you in the morning. Like I, I have such a hard time sleeping as it is like bringing one more person into the mix. I don't think it's going to ha help shit. So it's just like, moving in. like you can't be moving in right away. Like, no, no. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think I've, I've, I had my I had one girlfriend I was serious with move in and she, it, that lasted a month and then we broke up and got back together and she kept her place she went back to her place like it was I'm yeah I'm 44 and lived with a person for one month like it's I I got issues <laughs> we all got issues yeah straight up at least you're honest about them yeah yeah, yeah. but like we're meant to mate like that's what we we're put on this earth for like to reproduce and shit like that I, how i don't know but like that's what we were put on earth to do was to have kids and reproduce do you talk to your daughter sometimes yeah we've had fallen outs and gotten back together and fallen outs and um Right now, I'm at such a bad space. I'm in such a weird space of like having to go do this shit. Like, I'm just like, I just want to get tight before I talk to her again. Like, and I, I expressed that to her. I was like, let me just get right before we move on, because it's that's its own fucking deal, you know. Like, like that that that's a, a different kind of stress that like just triggers me. So I'm just like, let me just fucking deal with this get past this and then i didn't say you trigger me you know but it's just like let me just get past this and right. we can, well, we can a, lot. Push. a lot for both parties you know yeah she's got resentment like everyone's got resentment and everyone sees things their way and 
Yeah, it's I had tough. the same thing with my dad, so I get it. Like I have a lot of resentment. I was very angry at him for a long time, and I blamed him. But then I learned it's like it really isn't him. It's just how I kind of took things on and perceived right. and thought who he was supposed to be. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it's like everyone's trying to do their best. Yeah. And parents don't shit on the other parent because you're actually shitting on the child because that's half of them. Like you're half of your dad. So I'm not saying like if your mother's like, he ain't shit, da da da, like half of you ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like she's shitting on half of you. Like yeah, it's not. I, yeah, I had, you know, resentment with both of them. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I got rid of it though. Good for you. Good for you. I'm working on it still to this yeah, day. I to him, but I got rid of it on my hand. <laughs> Sometimes you got to create boundaries. And if that boundary, if that boundary is like, we can't talk because of the way you behave and the way I react to you, the way you behave, that's it. Like Accountability is really a big thing though, I think. People always have to like take accountability and it's a lot easier to mend things when you admit that you're wrong or admit that you've done shit wrong everyone changes you know so the thing is is like a lot of people live in denial and it's not uh it's not uh they don't choose denial they it's 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 just their way of life you can give them a powerpoint presentation on how they fucked up but if they ex ex accept that shit they have to shatter their whole existence and rebuild themselves so it's it's so it's easier to live in this cognitive dissonance where they're like what are you talking about i never did that right yep <laughs> all right i remember shit <laughs> like in the hummingbird book um uh the white one that you have there's a story that w wasn't in the original hummingbird and it was called clear and it was where my dad his girl wasn't fucking him so he got mad and he jerked off and wrote his name in semen on her wall he was like that never happened i'm like yeah it did <laughs> and i was like yeah it did and i was a teenager and you fucking told me about it dude like i remember being in the fucking in your minivan like smoking cigars with you and you're like bragging about the fucking shit like he was like, don't put that in the story. You just, you're just using me to sell books. And I was just like, fine, I won't. And then he did some more fuck shit. And I was like, fuck that, I'm putting in the book. And then he died and I was like, oh shit. Now it's definitely going in the fucking book. I was gonna put it in the book anyway and just deal with him being mad at me. But yeah, I took it out just to, just to appease him. I'm like, fine, dude, I, won't, I don't need that story to fucking, to do it to for the book, for the book. But I thought it was a, poignant story to show you like the weird relationship that me and my dad had with one with one another the way he viewed sex and I was constantly being sexualized you know right. as a child all the way into my adulthood with him telling me shit I didn't need to be hearing like I don't need to hear about him jerking off and writing his name on the wall <laughs> with, with semen yeah <laughs> Yeah, straight up. <laughs> I was like, ain't they gonna turn yellow? He's like, no, it dries clear. I was like, all right, there it is. Um, all right. Do you have any um what's the best advice that you've received in your life and from who? Uh don't be the smartest person in the room. 
like that's that's for like that's for getting that's for that's for like achieving shit and uh be kind to yourself is another one like don't baby yourself just be kind to yourself you understand and don't beat yourself up it's not going to get it's not going to get you anywhere and if you're too hard on yourself then you won't even admit to yourself your fuck ups because it's too painful for you so you got to be kind and be like oh yeah i did fuck up there and uh, how do i how do i adjust how do i change so be kind to yourself and don't be the smartest person in the room are the two things that i like to practice do you have a um cringeworthy story like like what's the one that jumps out to you the most in your life cringeworthy like sexually sexually cringeworthy I, know um, a baby. I don't know if that was like the top of your list no i mean <laughs> I, I don't cringe at anything i've done or i did it um well i'm saying for viewers uh, oh <laughs> well let's see uh like fucking fucking with that little porn chick and then doing ecstasy with her and like she, she just needed to be pounded out and like my dick was dying so then i started eating i started eating viagra and more ecstasy and then like we're like fucking to little wayne then she got up to go fucking to go use the bathroom and like something was off i'm looking at her and so it's like she doesn't walk like a regular person like her gait's kind of weird and i'm like she she walks her head's really big for her body and her limbs are pretty short for her torso and i'm like what the fuck i'm like am i fucking a dwarf like like <laughs> and that was like fucking that broke my brain on ecstasy i'm like what the fuck dude like you're fucking a you you got pissed on by a dwarf and now you're fucking her and like and then i had like this moment where it was it was everyone's doing the best they can with what they got like <laughs> uh, i just i was like in the like i thought about people like climbing mountains with one leg and a prosthetic leg and just you know doing what they can with what they have and like this is her version of doing what doing the best she could with what she had and um i just love how you have like you just have no judgment like you just like people for people you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I judge, but like in a different way, you know what I mean? Right. Like if you lie to me or if you're like, if I can't trust you, I don't fuck with you. Like if you're full of shit, I don't fuck with you. If you're, uh, if you're shallow, I don't fuck with you. Like th those are the things that like I value. I have a different set of values than a lot of people. Like, I don't care if you're rich, like right. I don't need to hang out if you fit if you if you fall into any of those categories so yeah. yeah that's the hardest part about entertainment is like faking it and that's the toughest part too because like um dealing with like entertainers no one tells them no every idea is the best idea ever and they just think they're fucking the smartest fucking people in the goddamn room because everybody around them is on their payroll and then you got to deal with them and if you're honest with them, it's almost like an insult. So like, I just stay, I stare clear of a lot of celebrities. I don't want to fucking, I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't deal with them. Do you have any shout outs you want to give? 
shout out to um shout out to all your listeners if you're and if you're still watching this thank you i appreciate you and uh shout out to my fans because i'm nothing without them finn hummingbird finn hyena finn's the new one grab them all you'll love them i promise i don't know anybody that doesn't like those books the only people that like there was one i got one negative i got a few negative feedbacks on hummingbird they're like this book is not about hummingbirds i'm very disappointed (laughs) it's about drug use and sex did you not read the back yeah (laughs) put it there the crazy shit is they're like he's a misogynist it's like no i'm not i just like to fuck chicks you know what i mean like and they act like girls don't want dick as much as fucking guys want pussy it's like putting it on a pedestal dude like she wants some dick too like and i got i got some dick to give to her everyone's partaking uh yes yeah totally well i had a great time with you yeah it was a pleasure chatting with you and i appreciate you i wish you the best of luck and i'm definitely following up with you in a couple weeks to check on you yeah do that that uh yeah i'll probably they're probably not admitting me for another week so hit me in like three weeks and we'll see where we're at All right, guys. Until next time, peace. Peace. Thanks, Ange. She that came out the gutter, me, my mother, and my brother that stove in the kitchen was heat for the winter. Refrigerator was the cold in the summer. 1900 blogger made sad. Getting money, shit is straight cash. Back then it was the good life. Nowadays you need a gang pass. If you ain't legit, then you can't pass. Them young boys playing gang tag. Hopscotch for the right number, and you might come up if you play with math. These little niggas, are you shooting? Little bitches, are you sucking dick? One day a nigga moving. Next day you are you ducking clips. Who running what? You ain't running shit, you get beat down for who you running with.